This is a global original podcast. Hello, my name is Gordon Glenister. Welcome to Influence, the global podcast that shines a spotlight on the influencer marketing industry. I'm the co-founder of BCMA Influence, which is a professional membership association that represents the influencer marketing industry. And my objective is to interview some of the most interesting people in the world of influencer marketing. And in the next 30 minutes, get real insights, ideas and tips to help you better understand the fascinating world of influence. Creativity is at the heart of the influencer marketing community. There are now so many amazing content creators around the world. So what makes them so distinctive? Today's show is all about the importance of creativity in the digital world. And to talk more about it, I'm delighted to welcome Mary Dawson Keane, who's the chief executive of Takumi, one of the top influencer marketing agencies in the world. Mary has had an illustrious career in digital advertising and been a government advisor on the subject. Now, also on my show today with Mary is top artist Shadow, who is a multi-talented and an amazing content creator, I have to say. So I'm super excited to have him on the show. Mary, tell us a little bit about what you and Takumi are. I'm Mary King Dawson. I'm the group CEO of Takumi, and it's our vision to become the world's number one influencer business. Um, I took over the job in February this year. So Takumi is about nearly six years old, five and a half years old. We have an, a spectacularly clever platform that basically matches influencers to brands. But since I joined the company, we have uh, really, really turned the volume up in terms of our creativity and working with amazing creators because we believe that at the heart of everything is creativity. I and mean, that's what differentiates humanity from uh, from from technology and your technology should be used to you know deliver efficiencies and effect and, and you know um, to solve complexity and, and so on and so forth but really at the heart of great creative uh, influencer campaigns are talented uh, people so that's what that's what we specialize in and um, despite the horrendous period of history that we're living through right now I'm in the really lucky position to be in a business that's growing. So I'm I'm really excited. So Shadow, tell us a little bit more about what you do. So I'm kind of like a multifaceted creative person. So I operate, I guess, in both for of the medium. I'm a consultant in strategy. So I work, you know, with marketers and corporate agencies to basically understand the platforms and the space better and show some market product. And I'm also a creative as a creative director. Uh, choreographer and also a um, how you call it a visual artist. So I work with VFX, sound designing, and you know, and so forth. And I run my own company, which is called Noesis, which is versed in performative arts, so dance and digital assets. So we create sounds, music, and different visual assets for companies of different kinds and shapes and form, and just try to supply the medium between the creative space and the corporate. So let's just start. I guess the big the big question is, is what what are the ingredients in what makes a successful content creator? 
What do you think the great attributes are? And Mary, perhaps if I start with you. I think that a great creator is somebody who sees the world through a unique lens and can make that connection with audience. And what I love about uh, the space is that it does not matter who you are, where you come from, what your background is. If you've got a story and you've got a a spin on that story and you've got the power of using a mobile phone, you can connect with that audience. And it's making that connection that's really the most incredible power that, that influencers and creators have. And those who understand it, who are also learning their craft in front of their audience, they're taking them on that journey with them. And sometimes, you know, they just, they they land up becoming highly specialised in a particular, you know, area that they feel passionate about or so on and so forth. Or other times, like the shadow, for example, they're expressing themselves across multiple different channels, multiple different formats, and in many different ways. And I think that that is, you know, it's that incredible um, opportunity that they, you know, that the, the, the really great creators are embracing and they're fearless. And that's mm. what, you know, that's what makes it so, it's such an exciting place to be working, you know, in this space, because that fearlessness is what's driving the audience connection because they're, they're constantly surprising and delighting people. And that's wonderful. Yeah, it's so real. And I think even more so in this current climate, that's what audiences want. They want authenticity. They're, they're almost backlashing against traditional advertising, aren't they? And these individuals, uh, you know, like yourself, Shadow, this is what is embracing people. And I'm, I'm sure your engagement rate uh, has risen even in the last three months. What do you think are the, are the great characteristics of the top influencers? Uh, a great creator is basically a maker. So, you know, creativity is the ability to be able to translate imagination into uh, life. For me, the core of creativity is the ability of, well, of an individual to see the world from a completely different lens and to be able to translate that lens to others so that people can also take on the journey and understand the world that the person trying to convey. So I think that's that's kind of like where where I feel there's a great difference between the sources of why I don't really like the term influencer, because I feel those are two different archetypes. They are influencers, but it's creators. And creators are not the same, the same kind of creative. You know, creators are able to make things from scratch, just from like visualizing an idea and trying to convey those into the world. Like one of my, my best references Einstein, because Einstein is a very intelligent person that a lot of people refer to, but they forget to, to understand that he was a highly intelligent person that had both his right uh, brain and left brain that were extremely active. So he was an incredible creative thinker. So he was, a, he was one of our greatest creatives because he was able to just see the world in a way that nobody else could see. And yeah, I think that's just like Mary said before, that's the beauty of creativity. That's also what makes us humans so, I think, different from other species, just because we can look at things and question them and try to, you know, bring things forth. Definitely. I mean, you use the word questioning. That's what I think is so exciting nowadays, where traditional brand advertising, where they've used influencers as amplifiers and content creators as amplifiers, are now realizing the best ideas are coming from them, our brands. 
Don't, don't you think that's fascinating? I could not agree more with you, and I actually agree 100%, Michelle. There are two archetypes. There are your traditional influencers, and then you have this uh, incredibly exciting and really, really, really rich uh, ecosystem of wonderful talent. And the, the, the point around what you're making there, I mean, I often describe creators as you know they are their own executive creative director that they are the ones that can interpret your brand messaging and your brand values in probably a million times better than any advertising agency because they actually understand what their audience and other audiences um you know will listen to and are looking for and in a way that i just don't think traditional advertising has really got its head wrapped around and because I think it sort of threatens it and I mean I don't know if you guys would agree with me on this but a lot of the time we are living in really really hard times for a lot of people I get that but I really also think that at times like this in history you know change genuinely can take place but it can only happen if people and i'm talking about (laughs) the majority of people are prepared to make that change because if they are and i'm i think this shift in behavioral uh you know to to social media platforms is just absolutely phenomenal and the number you know we're talking about probably 10 to 20 times more more people more individuals engaging in just instagram tiktok and youtube forget and you know that's leaving out twitch and and the others their numbers it's actually over 20 times the the entire global tv audience now the industry has been married to this whole idea that oh you just make a commercial and put it on tv and that will sell your products and that and that's just not going to be true anymore young people and, and you know people my age you know that we are you know we're going to social media and we're going to we're going to for our entertainment we're going there for our news we're going there to share our opinions we're going there to to find you know find interesting stimulating um you know we do our research there we educate ourselves there and i think this is such a massive shift in behavior that what we've got to make sure we are actually being paid appropriately by advertisers, you know, and building out an opportunity for people to really, you know, maximize and optimize their, their talents and abilities and actually be successful in, in, in what is still a capitalist system, right? I think, although I totally understand about the boycott of Facebook and so on and so forth, this, that we're, that we're um, you know, advertisers are making a statement or whatever. I hope it's genuine. I hope it's not just for PR terms. But at the end of the day, Mark Zuckerberg is still one of the richest men in the world. And if you concentrate all the power into the handful of a few, that's not going to change anything. I think that really, I truly believe that, you know, and we have a responsibility as an agency at Takumi to you know be at the forefront of, of of fighting the fight for our creators and for, for our influencers and ensuring that that our advertisers understand the value that they're getting when they work with with the creators because it it you know their their work is as good as any agency in my opinion 
Oh, 100%. I mean, one of the things that fascinates me is that, you know, a traditional advertising campaign would take weeks and weeks to plan. And you've got you've got the photographers, you've got the video, you've got the creative team, so many people involved. And actually, when you start to think about some of the best creators out there, they're often photographers, they're videographers, they're script writers, they're copywriters, you know, all of these multiple skills in one person. Yeah, Shadow is a perfect embodiment of that. Well, exactly. And that's why I think you said, as you said earlier, Mary, Shadow, you are the next creative agency head. And, and I think that's going to be the future. Would you agree? I agree that the world is directing itself towards this, but I'm not sure if the market will allow it. That's why I said that. That's why I think it's a difficult question, because even working you know, on both on both sides of the spectrum and trying to put some ideas to like you know bigger corporation and everything like uh, people are really they really love their system and it's really hard for people to let go of the system you know like this is this is random but just as an example right we we kind of like had slavery for almost 400 years because it was a system that worked for people right? then he switched to jim crow and then he switches up to what we have now which is still a system it's not working for some people. So like within advertising marketing, even though we switch completely to like a digital native era, we're still, you know, marketing are still going to spend into this, even still spending radio, they're still spending TV adverts while the attention swift and directed, you know, digital. So for us as creative to actually be seen as all of those things, while even though systems are still effective, I think they're still a very distant future. Unless, just like Mary and Takumi, other companies like take the same example to Takumi and decide to like fight the fight for the creative. Unless that happens, I think that it will take a really long time until there's an actual partnership and collaboration between corporate and creatives. And I think that's too bad because the best, I mean, the best creative company I've been done with that close collaboration, you know what I mean? Because you're able to like pull out all the greatness from the person and all the resources that that other entity has to offer. Don't you see some of the campaigns now? I mean, I have this strong opinion that creators shouldn't be just used as amplifiers. They should be used as, as integral to a campaign. And that when you start to see great creatives an individual then suddenly not just being used on Instagram or YouTube, but then suddenly being used on other forms of media, like out, out of home or on, on other. That's, that, I think, is that that's when you know it's really strong because the, the power is in the individual. Yeah, I think that, you know, two things. I think Shadow is right with regard to identifying that there is going to be a systematic resistance to what I've just been talking about and what we've been talking about in regard to, because it, it, it's breaking a, a very established the business model, the advertising agency model. But I think that uh, inevitably, I, I, I actually feel very optimistic that there is real change taking place. And I think that that's due to two factors. One, uh, based on my experience, I've been in the advertising industry for 33 years. So I think I really do have a position where I can look back and see those moments when things did change and, you know, systematic change did take place in the industry. I'm not talking about society at large. I'm talking specifically about the advertising and media industries. 
And I really feel we're at that, that juncture again. Um, it happened with digital and yes, we still kept on doing TV ads and we still kept on doing out of home. I don't foresee the death of television completely, but what I do see is that the demographic shift is so significant that, you know, I mean, the vast majority of people soon who watch television will be over 50. And although they are a significant uh, part of society, and I am happen to be one of them, their number, but the reality is from an advertising perspective, from a brand perspective, they have to have people like Shadow and Sophie and, you know, and, and Kira and, and Ollie and whoever else there is, you know, that they have to have young people knowing about their product and buying their products. And what is fascinating about Generation Z is that they don't, think about products and services in the way that, you know, those of us who were brought up in, in an analog world or, and then, you know, traveled the distance and went to the digital universe, they don't see brands in the way that we once did. They are demanding a very different set of criteria from the brands in terms of what they're doing in the world and how they're doing it. They also care a lot about community and they care a lot about what's, what not simply I mean, it's a huge problem, the environment, but also it's like, what are you doing to put back into society? And so I'm very, very, very clear in my own mind that uh, yes, we, Takumi, we are an agency, but at the heart of our business are creators, creators first. And those are the people that, you know, that change the world. And there's, and they're constantly more and more of them coming to the fore with more and more originality and creativity. And I think the brand's, are recognizing that they've got to work with these guys but they but to the point uh again that shadow made it you have to plug into their system you have to know how their api works right and and to to a certain extent that's why takumi and and other influencer Mm. marketing businesses need to exist so that we can plug into their systems and let the creators do what they really do well. And that is be creative and make amazing programming. Shadow, how important do you think is trust in building audiences? Uh, it's incredibly important. I think what social media has created, first of all, you, you broke like the barrier between, uh, I'd say, stardom and people. So through social media, people were, that's, that's, I think the best example that I can put is Will Smith. So Will Smith is an incredible, you know, he's a, he's a mega Hollywood star. And he understood, because Will has been keeping his, well, the mystery around him and being distant. So he had like no social, social presence. You, the only place you could see Will was in movies. And then, contrarily to other actors, you understood, okay, cool, this is the, the space has changed, and I need to get as close as possible to people. So when you got into social media, you got into social media with the understanding, and that's why I think he's one of like the biggest actors on social media, because he has YouTube, he has Instagram, mm-hmm. TikTok, and he's like really active on those, because he was able to now give a sense of closeness, uh, also known as trust, to people. So people could trust, hey, Will Smith is a very cool person. He's a cool guy. He has this and this, and I'm able to have that close connection with him. And I like the person. So people, just like a business, you know, you will go, if you don't trust the sanitary of McDonald's, you're not going to go buy, you know, a burger anymore because you, you would go buy food that you trust would be good for you. So I think even as, you know, on social media, you have to have a son of 
trustful relationship with the person, either trust in the value that they bring or trust in the personality that they have and the things that they say. So I, th- I do think it's really important. Actually, people will trust more a social mm-hmm. well, a creator or per- a, a person that they can have access to rather than a person that they cannot have access to anymore. So a person, so let's say tomorrow, you know, disappear from social media, people will not, tr- will not actually come to me and try to get some of my product because they can't see it and they can't trust it. So, you know, it's really, yeah, trust, I think is tremendously important for everything, just like reputation. I think it, the, re- the reason I wanted to mention it is because it was on the back of what Mary was saying about Generation Z having this almost like an inbuilt bullshitometer. They don't want traditional corporate advertising in their face. It just doesn't work for them. And I know you've done some research, haven't you, uh, Mary, recently, um, which was quite fascinating to sort of back that up. Yeah, this is the second white paper we've published on uh, the whole area of, of how trust um, works with uh, influencers and creators and how it differs by platform by platform. YouTube, for pretty clear-cut reasons, I think, is seen by most as being, you know, the the most... The influences on YouTube that you follow regularly are the ones that are most trusted. However, I think, you know, TikTokers also score incredibly highly and I think one of the reasons for that is this point, um, which I'm going to relate back to what Shadow was saying about Will Smith. It's the spontaneity. One of the things about Will Smith that I really loved, you know, and I have always loved about him is this, you know, he has this incredible charm. But even when you've seen him on talk shows or, you know, like uh, in the past, he would suddenly just jump out of the seat and go to the audience and start you know, basically being very funny, you know, connecting very, very quickly with that audience. It's an incredible skill that he has. It's an incredible capability. He's absolutely genius at it. And he'd just have everybody up and dancing to some crazy tune or whatever that it was all, you know, it appeared certainly to be completely off the cuff. But what it says to me when I look at his social media feeds and how he's working on TikTok and on the YouTube is he's just got that ability to, you know, he's using the, the format and making really, really like, you know, spon- what appears to be spontaneous and really dynamic content that people just spills joy out of them. Right. And I mean, especially at these times when there's, you know, been so many horror stories. And I think this is where the traditional media uh, platforms really have, that it's it's kind of screwing with their heads because the whole idea of doing things spontaneously in this way and being able to talk about things, you know, like with the click of your fingers and like a magic that kind of happens on social media platforms is anathema because they're so used to kind of everything being polished and, 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 and you know, designed to the nth degree and gone to focus groups and everybody's had a, we've had a design by committee and de-risked everything and we've made it. So, and fundamentally, we've just kind of created something deeply artificial. And I think that what these this generation are really like connected with is the fact that they smell it, they see it, they hear it immediately. They don't want all that. They want real. They know real. You know, they know real when they see it. They know real when they hear it. They know real when they, you know, they, they mess around doing, you know, hashtag challenges and jumping in the air and doing somersaults or whatever it might be. They know real. And, and, they, and they're sick of the, you know, the, the super gloss. And it's kind of, I think it's really got massive implications for 
a lot of influencers who've been able to get, you know, go through life with a pack shot and a, and a, and a you know, a cosmetically enhanced smile. You know, <laughs> I think that that's over. Do you think we're going to start to see more creator brands developing? Well, I think that any, well, any company is just like, example, we got Tukumi, we got Cyclone, any companies that's, that's thinking, that's forward thinking, will be going towards that direction. Just like Mary said, um, it's not going to work for a longer period of time. Also because people are a lot more engaged and trusting with other people and human rather than just like a product that's just, you know, in the air or corporate. And also by the value that's centered around a person, a creative person bringing their vision into a product. Because for instance, let's say, I just pick up a random creator. Sidemen all day is a creator, a creative from the UK and entertainer and comedian, right? And he started working a lot with BBCs and other companies. Then he's a friend of mine. He does really, really, really powerful commentary uh, material with like a great humor and just really solid material. And he started doing corporate adverts, but because they're tied within his creative visions. It just looked like it's a piece of content. So I would watch it, just like I would watch a normal piece of content, even though I know it's sponsored, but I'll still watch it because it's great. So the fact that it's sponsored don't, don't even matter anymore because I just want to have a great time and absorb that piece. So I think it's very, uh, for any company that's forward thinking, just want to try to have products that can be absorbed and consumed by people a lot more organically going to the direction is like super important. And I feel that companies, because I've seen a few, you know, a few brands kind of tackle that. On a bigger scale, Nike did that. It was, it's a, it's a little different thing because it was also like they understood, well, they basically understood how much ROI they'll be able to get back into it. Do you remember the campaigns of Colin Kaepernick? That night. So every brand, well, nobody wanted to touch him. You know, nobody wanted to handle company because, yeah, it was too, I think, sensitive. And Nike decided to do it. And they took the step that was risky. But I was, I think, one of the, the greatest campaign because it was centered, even though he's not a creator, like on that specific sense, you can say that he was a creative because he, that was around him. So that was not Nike decision or creative drive. That was his message they embodied it it went insane the same thing for michael jordan and air jordan you know michael jordan just had incredible charisma you could see that he was that was the same person that you would see just speak at an interview and within a video because that was really around what he had to offer rather than air jordan trying to like make something and be like hey mike just do this so you know like i remember i bought i bought jordan's because it was not about the shoe. It was about the person and the cultural thing that that person represented. And I think all of those, all of those sorts of campaigns are so powerful because they kind of like make the product disappear and the product becomes cultural. And like when you have this, that's actually when I think you have the magic of like marketing and product because it can, it just literally can change like an era just with the combination of like a great creative or a great artist and a marketing and product that allows, you know, the marriage of the two. 
while we talk about campaigns, what, what have been some of the best campaigns more recently that have blown you guys away? I think the Apple actual poster campaign, which I'm sure you've all seen, which is actually user-generated content, that is actually something that they find those 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 uh, shots and then they post them, you know, and they pay the royalties and do the duties. And I mean, I think that's a wonderful example of how a brand realises that that, you know, their relevancy to the end user and who happens to be, you know, a brilliant photographer and is able to express themselves in that way, I think is is really outstanding. And I think photography brands Nikon also did a really wonderful collaboration with Warner Music and, you know, had some incredible talent in that campaign. All of these things have to return an investment, right? I mean, this is, this is the scientific bit, if you like, that um, I think a lot of makers and creators... That not they don't want to be part of it, but they don't understand it because then you know that's not something that you would commonly come into contact with unless you're actually in the industry. And I think it's really important as part of the movement as we move forward for for, for me and for my teams to educate and to enable and empower creators to understand that part of the conundrum because we will only really deliver change if they understand the kind of entire formula, if you make, if that makes sense. And I believe that's a, a fundamental to these great, fantastic campaigns that we, we can talk about. There's another one that we actually did with Hagen Das and Secret Cinema recently. And, you know, we had Matthew Ryan and we had, you know, we had a huge number of different influences, all doing basically skits on movies that, you know, that were being part of the Secret Sofa, it was called in the end, because Secret Cinema didn't happen. Um, but honestly, talent, the creativity was incredible. But we still had to num- crunch the numbers, meet the KPIs, and deliver on the you know in, in engagement levels and the and impressions and so on and so forth. That that the, the the brands those are the metrics the brands use. And so you've got to be quite sophisticated in how you engage with the with the brands to actually be able to achieve the kind of budgets that we all want to see in this space. Brilliant. No, really good. Really good. And, and I, I wonder whether or not the best campaigns that work are entertainment driven or educational. I mean, what do, what do you think, Shadow? I think that it actually depends of what is the driver within the campaign. So, for instance, educational campaign can be really powerful if you just have a creative or person that just can convey the message in a way that speaks to the niche that is directed to. And I think in, in general, it doesn't, you know, a funny thing could be super engaging or an artistic thing or something that's motivational. So I think it's more so the drivers, like depending on like the community that is directed to, the message has to speak the same language. And a lot of the time it does not because it's not dry, drove by people that speak that language. So, for instance, if somebody's trying to sell something within the music community and culture in that specific demographic, and maybe it's uh, centered around either pop or R&B or maybe, I don't know, uh, uh, rock music, the person doing, uh, well, the, the product and the campaign has to speak the same language. As soon as it does not, there's a dissonance and it doesn't work. So I think the most effective campaign are they're not even centered around entertainment or education or they just speak the language that people want to hear. What do you think, uh, Mary? Do you think more educational or entertainment? I think that great creatives express and, and, and capture a mood and a tone in their work. 
that's whatever is appropriate to the you know the messaging and how to connect with the audience and I, I think that's why you should trust your creators you know because they know that so I don't um, I don't want to dismiss the question by the way but I definitely see it way beyond whether it's entertainment or education I think it's just all about how do you engage in a really meaningful and connected way and at one time you know the, the box in the corner of the room you could guarantee that would do that for you whether it was British Airways or Cadbury's or you know Hovis I mean you know you know all of these great moments in, in television history right both commercials were like, you know, they were works of art, you know, and they were incredible. They were, they were like feature films in 30 seconds, you know, that now, you know, we genuinely have moved to this new world where the means of production is in the hands of the creator. And of course, that leads to revolution um, because when you give the means of the production to the wider audience, they start to become creators for themselves but they're also creating for their friends they're creating for their community they're creating for their nationhood they're creating for their you know they're creating for their ethnicity or their their, their gender whatever it is you know that they've got messages and so on and so forth. so it's very much turning the uh, traditional creative model on its head and i think to that end you know trust your creators because they are the ones who have made those connections and they will make you incredibly you know powerful communications based on how they you know what how they interpret your brief and so if you if your brief is to educate then clearly you know how you do that if you're doing it in an entertaining and, and really powerful way then you know it's 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 going to do it's going to meet both of those requirements right what about challenging a brief so you've got a situation where a client has come to you both of you about an opportunity and uh, they've got their vision about what they think will be the best way to deliver that and you actually say well i've got a better idea to make that work i've actually had this for almost all the creative work that I've been involved in. I, I just uh, did a recent advert for Premier League, uh, which uh, I was narrating through movement, and another artist named Flo Ayo was narrating uh, lyrically. And I was approached with uh, the brief and the, um, the script for the direction of um, the advert. And I've asked to change some of the things because, well, the director knew what I was doing, but he knew how to scene and direct, but he doesn't know how to speak in my realm. So I just gave him, you know, those incentives for us to be able to create a better product. I also argued with how they wanted me to wear because I didn't think they would match. And he ended up, uh, well, they ended up being really happy. He actually ended up bringing the vision a lot closer. Similarly, with like other briefs that I've been involved to, and I had to make them understand that what they're trying to convey was not necessarily going to be translated in the way that they thought it would, just because there's really there's a huge actually dissonance between people that make things for a consumer because they don't, as they're not consumers, they actually don't understand what people want, and it is a happy battle sometimes because in like I've spoken about before, people are really attached to their system so it's hard for them to kind of like you know let go and be like oh let me let's try this and see how it works so but the good thing with my 
uh, with me is that I'm able to also show them, you know, how it is going to look like. So, yeah, it's, it's been a continuous kind of like conversation every time because there's always points that I feel are just would not translate or sometimes some briefs are really, really rigid because, you know, they want some of things and they want it to be shot in the sun away. But in the same way, because uh, those people also don't operate on the platform. So that's also another thing. They don't understand the platform well. So they don't understand that there's a sort of format that would need to be used to bring more engagement. Example on Instagram, right? Framing is extremely important. Like social platform want their users to be on the platform as long as possible. And they want it to be an immersive experience where the user can feel like really close to the person. Contrary to like YouTube that is desktop, on your phone, you want to be able to kind of like be as close to the person as if they were with you, right? So if a brief will come up and they'll ask me to shoot something in the sun away, they want landscape, for instance, I know that, you know, my, po- my the piece that I'll make will not be seen properly just because the algorithm just will favor a square shape format with just a lot of details. If they want several cuts, depending on the creative, I'll be like, oh, that might not work necessarily because... You know, like he's centered towards retention. So either the cuts make so much sense that people just want to stay on the video or it's kind of like he's telling a story through continuity. But I, this is what I think. I love this idea that Mary's talking about. It's a revolution of pushback. You know, I think the more that we do this, the more that we encourage and help and educate brands in actually releasing that that eight old sense of control the more we'll start to see even more exciting campaigns yeah i i totally agree with you and i think that what shadow was saying there I and mean, that's you know just listening to him you know you're learning right i mean that's the whole point okay the reality is that these guys are so much closer to the engagement and the richness of the experience and how to optimize that through their, their understanding, their expertise, their specialist knowledge, which they're constantly, the other thing is because they're making you know, their own content, they're working with collaborators on other types of projects and so on and so forth. They're learning continuously. They're in this continuous learning loop. And that those learnings are fundamental to, to busting briefs. When we get sent briefs by clients, we have a system of how we, you know, we unpack yeah, the whole brief because you can't just give that to, to a creator and, and because it, it, you know, it'll be like speaking, reading Esperanto or something. It actually has to, you know, it has to be appropriate for the, for whatever platform the you know whatever channel they're using when you work with creators it's inspiring because they get it they absolutely get it and I think it's so important that brands recognize and understand that these people that these guys and girls and whatever are fully on top of it and really really do know what they're doing to finish with then how do you see the influence of marketing and content creation industry developing over the next three or four years what do you think are going to be the real big takeaways well i think the times that we're in right now due to coronavirus is kind of like uh propelled us like ahead in the future just because you know everybody has turned through digital to stay connected and to communicate so also i think it also brought uh, furthermore, we also it in terms of like engagement, in terms of, you know, people just being more responsive and trying to have a sense of like normality through their digital experience. So I think that the space will change and evolve. I think there will be a, 
like a huge gap between creators and influencers just because brands will start to understand more of the value of a maker that's able to translate their story in the best possible way and connect with you know the audience in a way that the audience understand and also like i spoken before trust uh as different layers and as before you know reputation was everything like prior having credit score your reputation would allow you to get a loan or whatsoever right and it's the same within our space the reputation of, of an artist within their field also drives the message that they're able to give to the audience you know the bringing back my example of michael jordan if michael jordan tells me hey uh, the Jordan shoe is the best and super comfortable and is great. I'll go buy it and trust that it's the best and it's super comfortable and it's great. So in the same sense where in the future that we evolve into, companies and brands will go, I think, towards creative that are able to like bring all those things forward. Because I see it happen, even if it's slow a little bit, it is happening. And I think that we will we'll go into an era when we're going to get incredible creative pieces because I feel that the digital space is also going to evolve. There's going to be more collaboration between different makers. People are going to start to use social media in ways that we never thought would be possible because we're still at the toddler phase of the internet. You know, we're still discovering it, trying to like figure things out whatsoever. So I think we're really, we're really going to uh, uh, get ourselves into a very a very interesting place in terms of how creativity is going to drive, I mean, the world. Yeah, I think we're really getting to that phase where creativity is one of the four that changes things, drives things, and communicates through things. Well, um, I believe creativity will save humanity. And uh, that's, that's, that's all that will. That's, you, we have to be, you know, the, we have to deliver even better and bigger creative solutions to all of the world's problems. But I think from the perspective of being entertained, being informed, being educated, being inspired, these are definitely the things that creators deliver. And so for the industry, I I personally have a really, really positive outlook to what's going to happen. I think hopefully more and more people uh, like Shadow and the other uh, and other influencers who are really groundbreaking in this space. I hope that I'm going to get the chance to work with all of them. I'm very, very excited. And I also will say one last thing, and that is I think that these creators are global citizens, but they understand the challenges that they face, that we all face locally. And I think they can harness their power to a, a good end, which is something I, I encourage them all to do. This podcast is supported by the Branded Content Marketing Association, promoting the value of influencer marketing globally. That's it for another edition of Influence. Please don't forget to subscribe and let us have your feedback to our email, feedback at influencepodcast.net. Or you can go onto the BCMA website, www.thebcma.info. You can also send me a message on my Instagram too, which is Gordon Glenister. And if you feel like it, it would be great if you could leave us a five-star review. That would be awesome because it really does help us. Thanks also to my producer, Neil Whiteside of Freedom One. So until next time, from me, Gordon Glenister, bye for now.